I happened upon an article in the Washington Post yesterday about a man from Paraguay named Enrique Galvan who was suffering from neurofibromatosis. It's a rare disease in which one suffers from benign tumors that lead to excess skin growing all over the body. In this case, man looked as if his face, his scalp, his neck, his chest and back were melting with excess skin just hanging down. The reason the paper covered the story is because he recently was flown here to UC Irvine where he underwent surgery to remove more than six pounds of excess skin as well as the underlying tumors. And the doctors said that the surgery was success, but they were unable to remedy all of his affliction. Now, as fascinating as the story was, is, the part that stood out to me most was how he relegated himself to silent suffering. He first learned that he was different when he started school at age four as he was excluded from playing with the other children. And as he grew, and his tumors grew, the other children began teasing and picking on him. By high school, they stopped harassing him. Instead, they just started to ignore him, treated him as if he didn't even exist. But throughout all this pain, he never told his parents about how he was suffering. Instead, he started to use drugs to self-medicate and to numb the pain. It wasn't until he was 21 that he was approached by a priest who didn't treat him any different than anyone else, who made him feel welcome, and who helped him understand that God loves him exactly as he is. For the past seven years, the only suffering Enrique has endured has primarily been physical as his faith helped heal his emotional pain. Of course, Enrique's story is quite exceptional, but I would be willing to bet that each of you has been made to feel other at some point in your life. And maybe even, God forbid, right now. The one thing I can say to comfort you, though, is that you're not alone. In this week's Parsha, Naso, we read about three different types of outcasts. The Ishtameh, the ritually impure person. The Isha Chashudah, the wife who's suspected of infidelity. And the Nazir, the person who has taken a Nazarite vow upon themselves. The Ishtameh is any person, regardless of sex or gender, who has been found to have Tzara'at, the disease which is often mistranslated as leprosy, or Zav, any sort of abnormal emission from their body, or Tameh Nefesh any number of conditions that would render their body ritually impure. This person is required to sit outside, to sit and wait outside of the camp until the Kohen, the priest, comes along and inspects them and finds that they are fit to return to camp. And then the person must bring a sacrifice to the Kohen uh, to be presented before God, before they can finally return to camp. The, Ish, the Isha Hashudah, Right, this is one of the most upsetting stories we have in the Torah. It's when his husband suspects his wife of infidelity for whatever reason, but he can't prove it. So he accuses her, and she's brought to the Kohanim, to the priests, where she's required to go through a humiliating ritual 
in an effort to determine a divine judgment to either convict or acquit her of her husband's suspicions. When she stands accused, you can imagine the social excommunication she must endure. And when she's acquitted, because let's be honest, the ritual set up for her to be acquitted and for her husband not to question God's authority, she must offer a sacrifice to God by way of the koanim. But still, even though she's acquitted, you can imagine all the side glances that she would, endure, that she would endure everywhere she goes. Finally, the Nazir. This person chooses to take a vow upon themselves to abstain from anything they want, whether it be sex, gambling, impropriety, whatever. And to ensure that they are faithful to their vow, they must abstain from drinking wine or any other alcohol, and they can't even eat any grape products. They must also refrain from cutting their hair or shaving their beard, which further ensures that they stand out from the rest of society. The Nazir is sure to be looked at differently, not to be included in joyous events with alcohol. They're not even allowed to attend funerals. They cannot find themselves in any situation where they may encounter ritual impurity. So the Nazir chooses to take on the role of the social outcast on their own. If and when their period of being a Nazir comes to an end, they must bring an offering to the Kohanim to present to God. These three types of outcasts represent the three ways any of us might find ourselves excluded. The Ishtameh's outcast not due to, due to no fault of their own. The Isha Chashudah is outcast due to suspicions of another. The Nazir chooses to make themselves an outcast. <coughs> Each of us can relate to at least one of these categories of outcasts, but the real question is, can we also relate to the most important person in each of these scenarios? The Kohen. It's the Kohen who cares for each of these outcasts. It's the Kohen, the priest, who visits the Ishtameh. It's the Kohen who reassures the Isha Chashudah or who comforts the Nazir. It's the Kohen who brings each of them back into the community when the time comes. After we read about these three situations we come across a pretty famous section of the Torah, the Birkat Kohanim, the priestly blessing. It's the Kohen who blesses the people by saying, may God bless you and protect you. May God look graciously upon you. And may God smile upon you and grant you peace. It is the Kohen who is there to comfort all people, regardless of whatever state they happen to be in, whatever time, whatever place. It is for this reason that in Pirkei Avot, Ethics of Our Ancestors, Hillel, the great rabbi, claims that true students of Aaron, of Aaron, the high priest, true students of Aaron are Ohev Shalom, they love peace. Rodef Shalom, they pursue peace. Ohev Etabriot, they love creation, all creation. Mikorban Torah, and they bring them close to Torah and to God. It's easy enough to see yourself in the outcasts. But can you also see yourself in Aaron and the Kohanim? The thing is, we have to see ourselves in them. Even when we are on the outside, we can't shut ourselves off to others who might be in need. We need to bring them close. And even when a part of you feels excluded, 
You have to let the parts of you which don't to bring that other part in. You have to love yourself to bring yourself close and make yourself whole again. There are numerous ways through which you can find yourself on the outside. But there's only one way to bring yourself back in. And that is through love. And so I invite you this Shabbat to be the love. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat shalom.